Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. Uh, it's a beautiful July evening here as we're recording. Uh, on July 15th, nonetheless. Man, we're already th- halfway through the month. How did that happen? Jeez. 2020, right, everyone? So, joining us tonight is Alan. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. I am emotionally exhausted and totally spent already this week. <laughs> That's everybody. Yeah, it that fe- is everyone. Yeah, it just feels like it feels like a game of Jenga where they just they just keep removing one more, you know, one more block and then just everything just gets more sway-y. So, it's just like mm-hmm. one more thing every week. It's like, "Oh, this week we're adding this." It's like, "Fuck." Oh man. <laughs> Also joining us is Alex. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hello, hello. Hello. How's Chelly been doing? Oh, she was so excited to see me. <laughs> <laughs> and That's she's good. staring at me because Ari already told her we're going away again. Oh like, no. <laughs> but she's going to have a... Man, what would that be? My mom's getting a dog. I guess cousin dog coming okay <laughs> i have no idea yeah my mom's getting a king's uh cavalier king's cavalier what kind of dog's that king's cavalier you know the um have you ever seen the interview uh, uh i'm looking at it right now those are cute dogs yeah they're adorable so that's coming next month oh <laughs> we're all excited it's gonna be a puppy or oh, yeah so oh my mom is my mom is uh my mom's like saying it seemed like a good idea three months ago <laughs> now, now, now it's getting closer and closer today she's like oh no puppy <laughs> i i reassure her that uh anything is easier to train than the three previous basset hounds she had which basset they're, hounds. they're, uh, they're great dogs but they're dumb as stones <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it took her last basset a year and a half to be housebroken. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. That's a rough <laughs> it, one. It took it took Chili Breen three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, corgis are pretty smart dogs. They're they're, they're hurting, so they, they can catch up pretty well. Oh, yeah. man. All righty. Well, I think we're going to talk about some local parks today, because all around the Midwest, the Northeast that kind of area, a bunch of parks opened um, this past weekend. So I think we're going to talk about some park openings. So let's start off um, with the big one, Cedar Point. Uh, Alan and Alex, you were there, right? This, Yeah, Alan was for sure. Awesome. Do you guys want to kind of discuss yeah. how that went and how Cedar Point's running uh, <laughs> this this year or at least opening weekend? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's open that yeah. much i can definitely say i can affirmatively say that i was inside of an open cedar point but beyond that um you know today they they finally revealed and today being the 15th of july they finally you know described all the rides that are not open um with the caveat that they are talking about opening dragster for the year soon um but it's like half the park so you know, it's um, it's and not tough. only only not only that. Some rides that really push capacity. Yeah, I mean, there's no Rougarou, no Blue Streak. 
Um, Gemini is so Gemini. I don't really care about the ride, but the capacity of it is like, like, although I guess the station would be really hard. Yeah, it would be a little bit of a mess. It would be tough. Um, I think about it, but still. I mean, it it could be done, even if it was just one side. You know, two trains on one side would be something. Um, So I think, you know, the main thing to talk about in terms of Cedar Point, from from our perspective as people who've been there a million times, is a lot of stuff's closed. And, you know, we weren't sure how much stuff would be closed going in, because they basically just said, like, Snoopy Bounce... Um, I think Windseeker they had announced beforehand, but that's also closed as one of the rides, and uh, Snake River Falls and like one other thing. The uh, and, Forbidden, uh, Forbidden Frontier. Yeah, yeah, Forbidden Frontier. So, um, it, it's obviously a lot more than that. The first day that we were there, um, I don't think you were there on. Were, you were there on Sunday, or were you not? I can't remember now. I was there on Saturday and Saturday only. Okay. So we went back on Sunday, and Sunday they had the Sky Ride and Max Air open, which was nice. Okay. Um, um, that day we basically ended up riding just transportation rides because oh God. and Maverick, or I'm sorry, Magnum Maverick. Uh, we didn't get on. I'll get to that in a second. Um, and and you know Cedar Point has been kind of like switching back and forth in terms of how they're operating. It sounds like they have their groove now based on today's message. Um, on Saturday, they were basically just handing out all the tickets at the beginning. And it was pretty much as soon as they let people in at 10 a.m., they would let you queue up to get tickets unless there weren't 200 people in the queue line, in which case you had to wait for that 200 people to get there, and then they'd hand out tickets. The next day, it just became line-up. People start handing out tickets. And now it's line up and we'll start handing out tickets at 11 o'clock and also we'll we'll hand out the afternoon ones at like 3.30 I think so from my perspective I'm not a huge fan of it um Alex what do you think of the system Uh, yeah it's not great especially like did they like we discovered we learned about it like thursday morning when you know the park opened to season pass holders did they was this post today the first time they acknowledged it like officially on their website and stuff the access passes Uh, they've discussed the access passes but i don't think they mentioned what rides would have them or how they would be distributed regardless they didn't give the full details until what five days in yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of poor. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. We ended up just running around a lot for the first hour. Fortunately, I mean, they let you in at 10. The park opened at 11. So we had that whole hour just running around. We ended up, uh, in the first hour, we ended up going all the way to the back, all the way from the front gate because non-resort guests can't use the back gate, which is kind of understandable. I get it. But then we go all the way back there, get our vengeance. Matt and uh, they weren't giving out 
any tickets for Maverick. So we're like, okay, I guess we'll go back to Millennium because we were like, we should just go to Vengeance first. Those might run out right away. Yeah, yeah. Got our ticket there. Then we run. Oh, right before we went back there, it was actually good that they called us away. But we were like, our group of three was uh, numbers 199, 200, and 201 or whatever, something like that. And they're like, nope, the rest of the party cannot wait for the first like you know hour that you know they were expecting to do i guess that 200 was the first hour capacity i guess i don't know that makes sense i can buy into that because it's so limited in the ride so yeah that makes sense about right um but i'm glad we actually were turned away because then we would just been stuck in that line and we wouldn't have gotten our millennium passes and then we kind of uh were bad people but not really, and we went and got well, a second you, you round. Well, you went back in line and got more. I mean, there's nothing that stops you from doing that. If well, they technically say happening. one per day, but like... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like we excessively abused it. I'm sure there's some people who went back multiple times. I'm sure of it. Unfortunately, uh, Jason had the most identifiable shirt in the history of man, so we, yeah. were, uh, we were scared to just do it one time. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing this go watch my vlog he was going wearing this like dream world from australia shirt that was like a, a puking color basically on it all over the place it's like that it full was, print it was like shirt really tight. it was almost like you like a biking jersey yeah he, he probably should have it a bigger size but you know whatever <laughs> what <it is. laughs> i mean here's, here's the thing like the, the first day i had less of an issue with it because they were distributing the passes and so it wasn't a challenge to get into a line that kept moving, except for the Maverick one, because there weren't enough people in the line for the ride. And we that's why we ended up not riding it the whole weekend. When we came back the next day, because they weren't handing out tickets when they let people into the park, you had this huge line that built up all the way back from the booth for the Steel Vengeance tickets, which is basically... And- just just next to the train tracks. And no social distancing whatsoever. No you social just distancing come on at all. And this line went from there all the way past um, the Roundup restaurant. Like, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you yeah. don't have the social distancing markers to back you up, people get pissed at you. You're like, oh, this isn't far enough? I'm like, yeah, my windspan is six feet. That's not far enough. I can reach you with one hand. <laughs> If I can spin around and smack you, you're too close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, yeah. Yeah. However, I I will say this, like, and and I'm sure we'll talk more about this in depth later. Like, overall, like, the mass compliance and, yeah, and the distancing was really good at Cedar Point. Like, I I don't really have any issues with that, you know, necessarily at all. Um, It was really good at Cedar Point. It was uh, it was really good at Kings Island, and it was really good at Six Flags America. Hershey Park, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, I. So, anyways, going to the to the Cedar Point experience. Yeah, you know, you get your you get your tickets. Um, I guess not not the same way we did on Saturday as on Sunday. And Sunday we ended up not writing very much at all because there was no no line was allowed for Maverick, and it was just not running at all initially. Like I said, the Steel Vengeance line, by the time we got to it, was already, you know, nearly back to the train tracks past, you know, basically between Frontier Town and the Gemini. Like, that's where that line stretched all the way back. For the tickets. For the tickets. Oh, God. From 
from the Steel Vengeance booth with no no real social distancing happening in that line. Uh, I don't. I mean, under- I wish they would have just came up with a phone solution. I mean, I, I think that the reason why they didn't do a phone solution oh, well, is because Steel Vengeance, you can't have your phone. Steel Vengeance, yeah. Um, well, you, they but, could have. Um, you you could limit your access into that area right of the train tracks, and if you don't have a ticket, you can't go into there. Yeah, or they could have like, yeah, basically you just use it as the barrier. I don't I don't know why they opted for this. Um, it, it seems like a bad way to go about it because paper's uh, cheap and coding is expensive. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. It's probably true, and they would have actually been able to really limit you to just one entry. Exactly, and you wouldn't have to run around like all my YouTube comments are like. We had to run to ride to ride. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's paper fast pass all over again. Yeah, I, I when I commented it, my comment was like, "Okay, guys, if you remember the Millennium uh, passes from twenty years ago, same thing, pretty much." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you have not progressed like, in twenty years or anything. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I was not a big fan of that system for the big rides. And of course, for anything that's not the big rides, it's like, I don't know if it'll be open. Did, so what's the point in discussing you, it? Like, you've done multiple openings of Cedar Point. Did this just feel like opening weekend beyond the COVID operations? Um, a little bit, because it's kind okay. of like... Here's the thing, like, I, I think for the most part, the ops were doing a good job in terms of, like, efficiency. Oh, yeah, nice, they were fine. They stuff. Like, like, usually the ops are inefficient and garbage opening weekend. <laughs> and for about yeah. the first four weeks of Cedar Point operation. So that that's a little bit of a change. But it's still, you know, very slow um, to get on and off rides. Like, um, you know, riding any of the coasters, they dismiss the rows, one row at a time on the coasters. So, you know, if they go front to back and you're in the front row, then you're going to be sitting there for like a minute while they let people off the ride. So, and then the problem with that is then uh, in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, then you just had to squeeze through people on the exit platform that have ADA passes. Yeah. Yeah. Which the feats the whole purpose of it. It doesn't matter if you all gather up at the exit anyways. There's people right there anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not all the time, but still, it's like, you know, whatever. And the big problem with that was like with Millennium one time, we were all checked and ready to go in the station. And I'm like, I kept turning around looking at what the heck, what were the ops looking at? Oh, they were waiting for everyone to get off of the exit platform because I think they both had to roll at the same time. Yeah. The unload and the dispatching train out of the Millennium Station had to roll at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it, it was like a good two minutes that we were waiting, checked, ready to go, and just waiting for that. Uh-huh. So, um, and as far as Maverick goes, uh, my other problem is you have these hourly time slots. You would think they would be able to keep the line down to, like, about an hour. We waited two hours. Granted, there was a breakdown in there, but still, we waited two hours for Maverick. It was kind of worth it, though. That ride's amazing. But still, it just seemed like with a access pass and time blocks that you should be able to manage your queue length a little bit better. So. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, as far as the stuff that's open, it all ran well. It's all good. I mean... Well, I thought Millennium was running pretty garbage. I thought it was running it, slow and rattling. It's running slow, but, I mean, like, part of that, I think, is the weight. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's got... 
it has literally like forty percent of a normal train load or thirty percent. So, I mean, I'm not. It's it, it's one row per car, so maybe it's fifty percent. Yeah, um, but it's you know it, it's not it's not a whole lot of weight on it, and um, I will report know. that our second vengeance ride sped up significantly. It was much better. Okay. I, I you know. Um, Steel Vengeance was was good. I mean, the rides are good. The rides are good there. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is. Like you, you have to go in and you have to just be like, okay, I'm probably, I'm not going to ride a ton. Like you just have to be kind of happy that you're there. I know that sounds ridiculous, and I, I usually don't say that kind of thing, but you know, under the circumstances that we're operating with, to me, it's kind of like, okay, look, like. At this point, we're fortunate that there is a Cedar Point that's open this year. Like, I really was surprised that we, we managed to see it get open because it, it didn't make it to July 4th. Um, I don't know how much longer it will be open. It depends on how busy it is, I suppose. And, you know, how things go in Ohio with COVID uh, positives and all the rest. But especially since a lot of those people are living in Cedar Point dorms. That seems like a bad idea, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, you know, I don't... Oh, know. And, and some Cedar oh, Point oh. employees tested positive today. Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, not surprised. I would not be surprised if it ends up being, you know... I would be surprised if it ended up closing before the weekend. Like, that's how... That's how, honestly, like, how how I perceive it. Like, I'm not saying that it will, but I, I can't, I won't be surprised if it end up closing again, even though they're doing the best that they can in terms of safety. I think that there's, there's just a lot of challenges there to overcome. I'm pretty sure I've been to capacity days at Dollywood and Six Flags Great Adventure and the Midways didn't feel anywhere near as crowded as Cedar Point. <laughs> Was it just yeah, because just, people were saying. Was it just because people were in the midways and not in queues? Oh, they were in the queues, all right. I mean, I told you, Maverick had a two-hour full line. Jeez. Yeah. Then I don't know. Yeah, what... but you gotta think it's like it's like a weird thing. Like it's a full line because it's like there's gaps in it. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, but still. Um, yeah, and it's. I guess like the gaps on the train are equalized by the gaps in the line. Mm-hmm. So when you see like a huge line of socially distanced people, it's still a huge line. Like you know, you were looking at uh, two-hour lines for a Raptor at some points or Val Raven, hour-long waits for Iron Dragon. Like it's just not super conducive to um, to the whole thing. And you know, uh, hopefully. I, I'm going to guess, given that Cedar Point's employees tested positive for COVID, that was probably within the last few days. Um, you know, I don't know if they were even working this weekend or what. Um, but yeah, I, I have no idea, no clue, no clue. Like it's just, it's a whole, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, and I think overall it's safe. But yeah, there's there are things there that like I would not, uh, I don't love, 
And so it, it, in some ways, it's kind of like, okay, getting there this weekend, or last week, I should say, is kind of like the safest weekend to go to Cedar Point for now. And I don't know how long it'll be operating for. Um, but I hope everything goes well and everyone wears the masks and there's minimal spread. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is going to be the dorms and the employees more than the guests. But that's that's just me guessing out loud. So, um, yeah, I, I just I would say, like, you, you can't go there and expect a lot of rides. All the food trucks are there again. OK, um, I feel like that one fire truck food truck has has basically been parked. Um, <laughs> right next you know, to Val Raven, Val Raven. <laughs> for yeah, like three for, years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's never had a, a need to leave. It's always been there. Um, it has. Oh, it and, hasn't had its and, oil change since nineteen ninety. Since uh, twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and a lot of the bathrooms were closed. That a one's lot of weird. Closed. That one's weird. Yes. Why the bathrooms? Probably because they have to, like, disinfect them or something. But at the same time, like, you know, okay, here's an example. We were in the food truck area, and my buddy Kyle's wife, Jenna, needed... So she went to go use the bathrooms that are located right next to the train station. You know, this is this is the area over by Iron Dragon and wild, whatever right you want to call that live cat used to be. Exactly. Yeah, basically all where Wildcat used to be is where this stuff is set up, Okay. And so she goes to those restrooms. Well, they're closed. So the next closest restrooms that she has to choose from are either to wait for the train to go by and then walk over to the ones that are next to the china shop. Or she can walk back to the scrambler. So she went for the scrambler ones. Like, And so you see that stuff a lot. Like the ones in the very back of the park... Um, over by Steel Vengeance, or not Steel Vengeance, Maverick, I think, are closed off. But then the ones oh, no, near those Gemini... Are, those, are open. those are open, but the Gemini ones are closed. That's right. No, they were, on Saturday, they were closed. But the Gemini ones were closed. No, the Maverick ones were, too. Oh, okay. On Saturday. Well, then... Because yeah, I, I, so like, I first went to Gemini, then I went to the Maverick ones, and then I ended up having to go to the old Skyride building one. I was going to say, yeah, that's the Frontier Lift building. It's the only one that had restrooms. I was like, uh, oh, my God, son of a bitch. <laughs> I yeah. need to pee. Yeah. <laughs> just Alex going, ah, just like, you know, like cross-legged across the park <laughs> trying to find a restroom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that, you know, on my, my personal opinion on this is um, – like, if you're worried about COVID, obviously don't go to parks. Like, if you're really worried, you know, like, it's just, you know, obviously you're going to want to minimize your amount of activity outside the household. Though, how you can do that forever, perpetually, I have no idea. Um, if you've never been to Cedar Point before, is this a good year to go? I mean, in so much as you may not have anything else to do, if you're not worried about COVID, I suppose... Um, or minimally, like if you feel like you're willing to take that risk to entertain yourself, um, but like as as an experience, like you're not going to ride more than you're not going to ride more than seven or eight things in a day. But that's in, in Cedar Point, though. That's Cedar Point, though. The, the, no, I no, no. I have none of these complaints anywhere else. Other places, I'm getting twenty, thirty rides a day. Oh, you mean like you mean like right now? Yeah. 
Okay, no, no I'm, that's I, I'm fine with it. Like, I can't say anything about other parks because I've been to any others. Yeah. Um, but but specific to Cedar Point, like, if you go there, go in understanding that like you're gonna have about half the rides closed, and you're not you're not gonna have like you know you're not gonna be able to ride Blue Streak ten times at the end of the night. Like, that's just not gonna happen because it's not even open for starters. Um. And one one thing that I just want to point out too, and I have no idea if you saw any of this, Alex, but the water levels around Cedar Point are really high. Yeah, like really high. I thought it just had to do with all the the the, the flash floods we had the day before. Well, but. like the lake levels have been high for a while, and yeah. like when we drove in, are you um, saying Cedar Point's going to be swallowed up by Lake Erie at some point? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's do possible. Something. Aren't aren't they all controlled? Aren't they kind of controlled by dams? No, by the locks and all that no, stuff. It's a, it's a it's a lake. It's a lake. Yeah, but there are also locks that connect the two different Great Lakes. They can regulate somewhat, I believe. Um, not not really. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just pulling that out of my butt. There are locks though contr- between the, the the Great Lakes though. Um, some of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not saying they're all connected, but some are. Like, I'm pretty certain. Like, I feel fairly confident that there is. Yeah. There's no. There's no. Um. There's no canal like between Lake Huron, Lake Saint Clair, Detroit River, and Lake Erie. Um, there are between Lake Ontario and Lake Erie, but. That's what I'm talking about, probably. Then, yeah, there's there's way more water than there should be. Like when we okay. drove in, when we drove in on Friday, we had to drive through probably about six inches of water, like under the Blue Streak, over by where, whatever that restaurant is called. Yeah, nice I know, restaurant. but like there was a flash flood that day. Yeah, but like this has been this has been consistent. Like, oh, okay, there's there's just like a pool of water that exists pretty much at all times. In the parking lot outside of what used to be Cedars, it's like it's just a lake now, and so I don't know what that what that means. But I'm the fact that I keep seeing that happen, regardless of when I'm there, is a little weird. Um, and over the last like two three years, so they should probably think about seawalls or something. Honestly. <laughs> Um, other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can mention. Um, how is the what food? do you want to talk about, Alex? How, oh, is, food, how, yeah. how is the food options? <clears throat> food options were actually really good, but I ate at uh, backyard barbecue both times because everything else seemed there was a lot of closed stuff and everything I kind of wanted wasn't um, open and uh, or I didn't want to wait for it. And uh, with the barbecue setup with the you know the cafeteria style thing, it's uh, quick. <laughs> And there, there, there was lots of live, live entertainment actually throughout the park. Yeah, they they did have a lot of live entertainment. Uh, we even saw like a character experience outside of the otherwise abandoned and closed Planet Snoopy. Yeah. So that happened. Um, yeah, we ate at Melt twice. Um, it has a, a smaller menu that, even than usual, but it's still good. It's still Melt. Um, we ended up because we were staying at Breakers on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, we got hungry at like 9.30 and ordered a Domino's pizza to be delivered to the room. Um, 
you know, like we we would do stuff like that. Um, I, I don't even remember like what else we ate. We we thought about eating at Hugo's at one point, uh, but basically our meals were were essentially melt. Like if you want to know what we ate, it was melt. Like <clears throat> very on brand. Was, it, it's yeah. <laughs> It's like a, a full thing, you know, like it's a, it's a big deal of food. So, mm-hmm. you know, the food's fine. Oh, and we did have, I did have a burger actually from the, um, uh, I think it's like the Gaucho and Gringa, the Argentinian food truck that's often at Cedar Point and was as well this time. Uh, and that was very good. But, and, you know, have like fries and stuff like that, like some snacks here and there. But, um, again, like, you know, there's whole areas of the park that are basically just kind of like closed and abandoned. Like the whole walkway between, um, like everything that's between essentially the Tiki Twirl and Windseeker is just not open. We weren't even there. We didn't have a chance. We we don't ride anything in the front half of the park. We rode four coasters. That's it. <laughs> well, that's yeah. more than you. So yeah, I rode. Yeah, because we didn't even ride. I was thinking we get on Mine Train this time. We didn't do that either. We rode Steel Vengeance, Magnum, Millennium Force. Three. We rode three roller coasters. Uh, apparently with Skyhawk, they were waiting for you to like go get your stuff and then exit the platform before letting another group off the ride. So Jason had some things to say about it. I forget. He was ranting so much it was hard to keep up with him. <laughs> 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 well, we went and ate the barbecue the second time while he ran the skyhawk that barbecue by the way jay you had it last year right um joe yeah it's pretty good that sauce is so good yeah i'm, I'm sauce? i like the setup um it works nicely it's it's very it's the um the, it's the, the cedar mo- fair model yeah it's the new cedar fair model that they have kings at king's island and um dorney has and, it too dorney. at the water park yeah <laughs> exactly it's it's like two identical it's like a giant uh kitchen that is flanked on the left and the it's like a it's a giant uh, square building with the kitchen in like the one corner, and then flanked on two sides is two identical service lines. Um, yep. So yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm the food's good there. I appreciate it. Were, were any of the new places open? Um, they are they're talking about no. the new fry place and the new mac and cheese place. Those those weren't open. Okay. No. No. Interesting. And screw that fucking mac and cheese place. I want my pinks back. (laughs) Oh, it took over pinks? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I see. You mean the fully immersive mac and cheese location? (laughs) Mm, God, I remember this. It looks looks mighty immersive to me. Um, at, At least it would if I could get inside of it. Yeah, they didn't um, do much to change the look. It still looks like Pink's, more or less. <laughs> yeah, it's it now, but like the Mac Shack. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm you know, I love, I enjoy me some mac and cheese. So I'm not going to hate it. Yeah, um, and that's also another Cedar Fair model. Kings Dominion did that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Why? But I got, I ate Toffs, so I'm fine. It was great. That's good. All righty. Anything I else? I guess I guess oh, that's my Cedar Point. My Cedar Point trip report is it was probably okay, um, but you know, ha- asterisk. 
is the way I would put it. I mean, I'd be pissed if I were you, having stayed over and everything, and you know, an expensive night at the Breakers. I mean, I guess you you were okay with it because of all the company you had. I I, I was okay with it because twenty four hours before I went, I wasn't I had no plans on going, so things yeah. changed uh, minute by minute, pretty much. So uh, that's the only reason I'm not too upset. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I, I would be upset if I was a day ticket or something like that, and it seems like most people are. So, but yeah. down in southern Ohio, things yes. are running a little bit better. Well, that's a good. lot better. Let's talk a about lot better uh, at Kings Island. Let's talk about Kings Island's opening day and uh, the world's seventh Giga Coaster. All right. So I spent two days there. It wasn't an opening day, but I, oh no, actually I was there for ticket opening day. Full the. Um, everybody allowed in opening day and it wasn't all that much busier than the last season past day that i was also at mm-hmm. um as far as operations go i have absolutely no complaints i don't as far as i know i didn't really go to the right side of the park much because it's mostly kitty stuff so i don't really know if everything was available there but everything else that i saw was there was very few things open or closed um mm-hmm. closed well very i few mean things closed. cincinnati in that area is a larger employment pool to pick from than sandusky Ohio. oh yeah it's very easy like uh, uh, in another park i went to six flags america they are fully staffed with no problem whatsoever hmm. <laughs> okay well because they the employees can take the metro there it's easy as can be for them to uh staff that place true true i don't know why they would considering anywhere else in, around the area would we'll probably get more uh, pay but they, they they still are not no problem there um but back to king's island um yeah everything was open the way swinger was closed one day and reopened halfway through the second day with um the swings that are too they, 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 at cedar fair it's just literally removing the swings that are not um that they, they don't want to use so there's like a third of the seats that you typically see on a wave swinger on the ride <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of weird to see. They just removed them, so you don't even have they, to worry they're about. They're literally the just wrong one. not there anymore. They're the the hook that's that that's attached to. You can see it coming out of the fiberglass, but nothing's connected. <laughs> Wild. I mean, why not? It's easy, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it's as easy as let's just never put them back on. <laughs> so that that was worked well, but um, as far as ops goes, it was everything was fine for the most part. There were some long lines occasionally, but it wasn't too bad, uh, especially the first day. The second day was a little bit longer. We waited like forty five minutes for Mystic, but that was also with a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we really need to talk about is Orion, the world's seventh Giga Coaster. I had the lowest of low expectations. Um, like how excited was I for this? The POV came out when I was in Europe last year, and I didn't even bother to watch it until <laughs> well after I got back from Europe. And then uh, it, it was probably a little bit time even after that that I found I was like, hey, maybe I should finally look at this, look at this layout. And I was like, oh, okay, that looks like it'll be a fun. Um, it exceeded my expectations uh, completely. I feel like there's a lot of mixed reactions with some people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. My friend Jason thought it was amazing too. Um, is it the best giga coaster? Hell no. But I thought it was going to be my least favorite one, and it's uh, it's not. It's it's. I feel like it's better than Millennium, and it's better than Leviathan. It's right in the middle of the uh, well, the six, the, the five that I've done. I, so, um, 
it just has everything you really want from a giga coaster lots of speed lots of airtime interesting elements the second hill is like kind of a wave turn but not really but it, it uh it banks really hard and then laterals while you're you know a several uh, you know probably like 150 or so feet in the air you're you're being lateraled pushed up towards the sky when you're bank 90 degrees that that's a lot of fun mm-hmm. and uh the turnaround is a very different for a b&m it's just kind of a diving turn very different usually they have that hammerhead tile style turnaround uh excellent speed hill after that uh helix a double he- or a helix that's um much improved from fury fury's helix is my only real complaint of that ride and it because i find that it's a little boring because it's kind of just a. Uh, it's kind of just there but this one it, it dips and dives so it it keeps your attention and the g-forces are there um and then uh as you exit the helix there's a fantastic head chopper as you pass underneath the bottom of the first drop i mean when you get up close and personal with that huge b&m track at the bottom of the first track mm-hmm. uh, first drop it's uh it's it's quite freaky that you don't feel like you're going to quite fit through there, and then it has a really nice ending. Um, Leviathan, it's like um, you come up into like a, it's almost like the last hill coming up into Intimidator, how it kind of debanks and then dips down, but in, and then it does a shallow dip up to the brake run, and even in the back seat up into the brake run, you get ejector airtime. Even in the back seat, that that's awesome, um, and. I think with the Leviathan, the problem is is you dip down, do a d- big dip, and then you come up onto the brake run, and there's a few things that I feel like is an issue there. First of all, you're like taller than Dragonfire, so you're, or Dragonfire, so it just feels a little screwy there, being taller than this Aero Looper right next to you. And uh, I feel like you kind of, with that shallow dip right before the break run with Orion, it, it feels like you kind of know that the end is coming, where with Leviathan, it just kind of hits you in the face. You're like, oh, break run. We're done already. Um, it, it just doesn't... It, it doesn't... It just makes me want to go around again. It doesn't leave me dissatisfied. It has everything it needs to do in the triangle length that it has. And uh, I, I'm fine with the length. No problem there. And, and it is a giga. It's tall enough. It feels like a giga. <laughs> Stop the freaking argument! <laughs> and besides, Cedar Fair termed the the term "giga." Anyways, they can call it what they want. It. <laughs> if they want to say that the drop has to be three hundred feet, then uh, I think they can do that. <laughs> so, plus, I kind of like that it drops into terrain. That that's fun. So, neat. Um, how how is the ops otherwise? Uh, we we touched on them a little bit. Like everything open? Oh, um, they is the uh, Miami Miami River Brewhouse open? Just the thing I was most looking uh, forward to. There is some clues stuff, uh, but that huge bar right near Mystic Timbers you're talking about, right? Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like yeah, it used to open. be. It used to be Reds. Yeah, it's open. Um, I think there was some stuff closed, but majority of, there there were, the smaller stands were. I think some of the smaller stands were closed, but not nearly as much as it seemed like. Not nearly as much as other parks, even. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty operational and that might change you know a lot of things are changing schedules are changing days of operations are changing hours are changing as parks struggle to uh stay open and make uh, uh, make a profit or at least be even you know mm-hmm. don't um, make it less of a bloodbath 
Right. Um, as far as Orion's quote-quote uh, theming, it's nice touches. Lots of little uh, hidden message or like hidden messages and re- references to other things and all that stuff. It's nice. I really call it theming. I just call it nice aesthetics. <laughs> um, um, the soundtrack though um, is amazing. That plays in the area because they did a refresh to the area. I forget what it was called before. I think X Sector or something. It's now called Area Seventy Two. Obviously, the park was built in 72, so that's why it's called 72. Um, but just like a little refresh, a little, little bit of a change to Flight of Fear's building with some extra theming in front of it. Uh, but the soundtrack was done by Imascore, which, if you don't know, Imascore does a lot of soundtracks for rides in Europe. And a lot of my favorite ones, and uh, it, it's a really good soundtrack, and... Uh, Man, it's really good. They also did the soundtrack for Mystic Timbers. It's not as good, but um, I really hope more American theme parks hire them because I think it really adds a lot to the atmosphere of the park, and I like it a lot more than blaring park, uh, blaring uh, pop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as far as operations go, it has the access pass, but like I don't even know why it has it. <laughs> I, I guess just in the, the the peak of the day to just keep the line even throughout the day so it doesn't get too long. Um, but by the end of the day, my days, which was a Thursday and Friday, by the last two hours, no access pass and pretty much walk on. Uh, the last hour, we were getting like five, six rides in. Oh, wow. Uh, I, had fit, I had 15 rides on the two days. So... Um, I, I cannot complain about the operations there whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. and that was with um, about three hours of downtime due to weather across those two days. So, it's uh, pretty good. Nice. Anything else? Yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, Orion, wh- wh- how would you rank your uh, Giga Coasters then? Because I know Coaster Studios put out their top 10, li- their top seven list. Sorry, not top 10. Top seven list. Um, Fury. I-305, Orion, Millennium, Leviathan. Okay. And uh, I think Jason was, I think, man, I think he was identical to that. I think maybe Millennium and Leviathan was switched, and then Steel Dragon was at the bottom. And (laughs) I think Ariel is pretty much at the same. I, I think all three of us pretty much had the same rankings. Okay. And she's also has uh steel dragon on me so okay okay yeah steel dragon steel dragon's not that good it looks fun though i mean but. it's like it's a it's a 300 foot tall like you know steel mine force. Train. yeah steel force yeah which is not okay, bad mine but train it's... Oh, come on. <laughs> steel force has airtime. yes that, that's true um yeah, no. You were the one that said that was really, really good last year. I did, I did. I'm just, I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just so sick of that freaking mind train joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, you want a mind train, go on Wild Thing. That's a mind train. Yeah. So, um, anything else to Kings Island? Um, the uh, I feel like the recipe that they gave out during the winter for Chicken Shack. I feel like Ariel makes it better. And they actually, they had a sauce that you could make with it, and that sauce was nowhere to be found. Huh. Okay. I feel like they kind of, 
I don't know what the deal with that is. If they, I feel like they just spoofed it up for the uh, the, the the posting during the winter. Like, hey, chef, whip up a sauce that we can put on our blog post or something. I don't I don't know. That's just me talking. I don't know. But regardless, Ariel made it better. Nice. You see, now you can now you can make it at home. Chicken fingers yeah, are really easy to make at home. Like, yeah, and they're really good. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of marinade. Oh, and so much blue ice cream. So much blue ice cream. Good. Yes. Yes. The blue ice cream. Yes. Oh, dad, I had it twice. Oh. <laughs> All righty. Let the uh, talk about Kennywood some, or do you want to talk about Lake Mom Park? Which one do you want to do? No, you go. Okay, I'll go. So I went to Kennywood's opening day on July 11th, uh, this past Saturday. Um, It's actually the second day. Uh, They open on Friday. Um, Originally, they wanted to open on Monday, but we had um, a bunch of... um, Even tonight, they they instituted some new mandates, but they've been um, uh, issuing some stay-at-home orders and new mandates in terms of... um, COVID-19 that had them not opening on their original day on Monday. So they opened on Friday. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a very rainy morning. <laughs> I was quite miserable cause I was not prepared for it. Um, so Kennywood, uh, on the left and right hand side of the park set up, um, basically two giant party tents and those, excuse me. And those party tents, um, have socially distanced queues in them, and then they go onto the sides of, like, the Kennywood entrance on the left and the right. So the left where you would go if you played for, like, the premier parking, and on the right if you took a bus. And in those locations, that's where they have two people taking temperatures. Um, they're staggered. They're, actually, no, there's three stations, three temperature takers, and they're all staggered. Um, also there is a booth selling uh, masks, uh, they have, like, cheapo masks you can buy. Also, they have uh, Kennywood uh, garters, you know, like the gaiters or whatever. The, you know, like the ones that make it look like a tube sock or a, a book socks over your face. Um, except those are $20. And uh, they were Kennywood themed, though, which was nice. They had a steel curtain one, and they had two Kennywood ones. But 20 bucks. not not going to buy that. Um, so we get to Kennywood. I get in. I get scanned. Uh, the annual pass holder. Uh, line is out the door, socially distanced. It's it's a mess. So I just go in and scan my ticket like normal. Uh, that's a pro tip, by the way, anyone, is that if you buy an annual pass and it's crazy to get uh, it processed, you can just go there and scan it like normal and get in. Um, so the first ride I did was uh, the new old mill uh, that replaced uh, Garfield's Nightmare this past year. And I, I like it. It's it's really it, it's nice. It's way way better than Garfield's Nightmare, of course. Um, so the the new story I wouldn't even call it a story. The new kind of plot line is that there's like angry Harold or whatever, and it's like this skeleton, and he's the guy who's hanging out the window on the facade of um, of Steel Vengeance. Uh, not Steel Vengeance on a uh, old mill. You see what's on in my mind right now? Steel Vengeance. Um, so, they uh, so, so you go through like these little scenes, and it's like him in the old west, and him robbing a bank, and him trying to uh, uh, rob a, a train, uh, him in jail. Uh, I mean, like the, very much the kind of thing you exactly sort of expect in a old kind of um, dark ho- dark ride 
you know, funhouse kind of ride. You know, the train blares this horn at you and, you know, like the bones are shaking when they're robbing the guy and, you know, the, that, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but everything that was really cute and well done um, all the uh, scenes were highlighted by, like, um, you know the, the old-timey movies when they have speech uh, title cards, like speech cards? Well, they have that, except it was, um, uh, it, it was just was like, uh, stick it up, or, you know, that kind of stuff. So, it was, it was nice, it was fun, I appreciated it way more than I did Garfield's Nightmare, and um, I'm happy they actually, like, just did, like, this really minor improvement, um, which is something that Kennywood doesn't usually do. Usually they like to go all out. Um, but this is just a nice little improvement, which was good. Um, any questions about Old Mill? It sounds kind of like when they did the work that they had to um, uh, Noah's Ark. Like, it's nothing major. Yeah. But it's just something nice. It's I, I would compare it to, I would say it's even a little nicer than Noah's Ark. Um, just because it feels a little less... Um, like store bought because Noah Ark Noah's Ark can feel kind of weird in some places where it feels like all store bought props, but this feels a little more uh, custom, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, but it's it, it's exactly like that. It's a very nice plussing of this ride, and I think um, it's going to do well. The only um, so in that old mill area, um, they completely gutted that whole front, and by gut I mean they got rid of the. Um, the uh, whatever their fast pass, you know, um, the, the the VIP tour or whatever. Uh, oh, got, good! That looked terrible there. They got rid of that building. They got rid of the building that was selling um, the Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. That's gone. So that whole entire front is just now open again. So it's just that whole big unload right there, and it, it looks really nice and clean and fresh, and you can just see everything, and it it's just not cluttered, which is real nice. Um, Where did for, they move all that stuff? Uh, I did not see it anywhere else in the park. So I think they may have just gotten rid of it or they're selling it at the front gate or something. I, I don't know. Um, but that, that all that stuff's gone. So um, for... Are they even doing like, that VIP stuff this year? I, I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. Um, it would not <laughs> surprise me if they were not. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just have to think about it next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah. Um, so for operations, um, um, not since they already said that uh, since this is a preview, not every ride is going to be open. So Steelers co- County, country, whatever, county, country, blah, um, not open at all. Um, the big coasters were open. Um I want to say most of the flat rides were open. Uh, the the uh, the scream and swing or whatever the uh, SNS uh, powered swing was uh, still under refurbishment. Black Widow was very clearly closed. Uh, um, Did that ever open last year? I don't. I don't remember. Um, the uh, talking about Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark is closed for the year for obvious reasons. Um. What else was closed? Uh, Anton Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. And um, uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Why, why am I forgetting the ride's name now? 
It's not the Audubon. The Bayern Curve. I'm sorry. Wow, that was just a brain or fart. Bayern Curve. Apparently, Byron I've curve. been saying it wrong forever. Yeah, the Bayern Curve was unfortunately closed. They did have the social distancing markers in the queue. So maybe they'll open it later. I don't know. Um, the 40 theaters shut uh, with good riddance. <laughs> um but everything was open, and uh, most of the food stands were open with no lines. So this is the first time ever going to Kennywood. I went, and I didn't see uh, a giant line at the Potato Patch Fries place um, and all that stuff. Uh, Johnny Rockets was to-go only due to indoor dining restrictions, and um, the Parkside Cafe was completely closed. Um, I saw some cast members in there, but it just closed. Um, also, the uh, sit-down restaurant... Uh, at in Steelers Country was also uh, is also going to be closed this year for various reasons. Um, operations were decent. Um, unfortunately, they were running one train on Phantom's Revenge, and they were spacing every other row, so it was really slow, just incredibly slow. Um, mask compliance. What well, everyone had a mask. That's the good news. Not everyone was wearing it correctly, and most people didn't know when to wear them. If that makes sense, like, so like, uh, there was a group of people eating near the um, near the nacho place near the Pittsburgh Plunge, and the kids were not wearing masks eating, and they would then run across the midway and look at the Pittsburgh Plunges going down without masks on, and it's like, oh, oh, okay. Um, social distancing was totally mixed. It was some people were doing it, some people weren't. It, it really wasn't treated seriously, which sucks. Um, these people need to start treating it seriously. Um, uh, the one well, that's a whole another yeah. that's a whole another discussion that I don't have any interest in getting into yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, they're just not enforcing it. They're just it's kind of a, it's on uh, your honor code kind of situation. Um, what's really interesting is Kennywood had a mask policy, uh, uh, mask free zones, and they got rid of them on Monday. Um, oh, really? Th- because they thought it was causing too much negative PR, um, these oh. mask-free zones. So they're like, you know what? This is distracting from all the good things we're doing. We're just not going to offer them. Which, okay, fine. I, I get that. In some places it's working. In some places it's probably like people are just like, oh, well, I don't have to wear it here. Then I'm going to walk out of here and then just forget about it. Or wh- whatever. Like, why? Wh- wh- it just... I don't think people. Well, also people think it's like everyone's like shoulder to shoulder, you know, socializing. Yeah. Not that you know it's these giant tables that are spread out, blah blah blah. So, you know, it's not worth the hassle. Don't do it then. You know, uh, and they they barely have enough staff for the rest of the park. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, like Cedar Point has a couple of those zones, and I I used one of them, and it was nice. Like, look, let's be real. When it's like ninety two degrees outside. And really humid, wearing a mask is not always the most fun thing in the world. Like, you can do it, um, but taking it off and, like, letting the sweat kind of escape from around your mouth is pretty good. Uh, And, you know, again, like, those are space, they're like big zones. Like, the entire petting zoo, which is absent of animals this year, uh, is a mask-free zone. So you can, like, you can be... 40, 50 feet away from people who are just sitting there on their phones. Like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a threatening environment, really. Well, and, and also what's good is that, like, I, I can't speak to all the mask-free locations, but when I was passing them by at Kennywood, 
they were spraying down the tables after people would leave. So like yeah. it's it's not like you could get contact, um, you know, contact, uh, uh, you know, touch the table, touch your mask or around your mouth or something. You know, it's you know they're, yeah, they're yeah. doing thorough cleaning. I saw them the same thing at Cedar Point, like cleaning off tables. Like I had to wait for one to get cleaned off over at the Starbucks, and like they disinfected the tabletop, all of the seats. I mean, mm-hmm. like they went through the whole thing, and you know, honestly, I'm not. Here's the thing, like, contact with things outdoors I'm not really concerned about. And no, yeah, same. There, there's, really, there's really poor to non-existent data that that's how it spreads versus, you know, airborne and recirculating air. Um, so, you know, that's where my, my concern lies, not with, uh, not with, like, the mask-free zones or eating in a table that's eight feet away or like more than eight feet away, like 12 feet away from another table outdoors. Like none of that really worries me. Um, but obviously that could change as like things potentially get worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. though I, I, I don't think, I think, I think those are pretty easy things to get around and get away with. I think with Cedar fair, what I've been happy with is seeing you know, either from what I've seen of video and pictures of Kings Island or my experience at Cedar Point, like when everybody has to wear a mask over their mouth and nose to enter the park, like you're already starting at a point where they have the mask to get in. Yeah. And, and so it, they're much more likely to wear it. And, and also it's better compliance than most of these places they're going to anyways. Uh, you know, Giant Eagle or their work yeah. or what, what have you not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, Ariel is like seriously like ten times more worried about getting it at work. Yeah, I don't blame her. I don't blame her, and, and you know, she for, doesn't even have that many people at at the facility because most of them are still working at home. But I'm sure there's no there's no UVC filtration system in there to no, try and kill I, viruses. No, so, I doubt it. You know, I mean, almost nobody has one, so. They exist, but nobody cared about them until now, <laughs> right at this moment in human history. Um, you know, like when we were leaving and going back to drop off Kyle and Jenna at the airport to go back to Connecticut, you know, we stopped at one convenience store. and There's like a line of like 13 people. None of them are wearing masks. We're the only ones wearing masks in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where my concern lies more so than going to cedar point even even with my concerns about the dorms and and honestly king's island of all the places i feel if they have high mask usage which is what i'm hoping on hoping for when i go saturday um that that you know that that bodes well for that that area at least that like that's an area that's been kind of a hot spot for ohio uh you know recently the cincinnati area and it's it's much more socially conservative than the area I think closer to the shore in in my personal viewpoint. So if they're able to get mask wearing there, that's that's pretty good. And I think that uh, I'll be less concerned about because the number of people that work in dorms is pretty much non-existent at Kings Island. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cedar Point, I actually saw somebody working the Skyride wearing a California's Great America shirt. <laughs> so I think. I think they've kind of thrown in the towel for California for a little while, and a lot of people, possibly even Valley Fair too, and just ship those people to uh, to Ohio to try and have them bolster that operation. Mm-hmm. You know, just to have bodies 
and um, you know we'll see how we'll see how far that goes. But it's it's been interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but honestly, anywhere that requires masks, any parks that require masks, I've really only been to one that didn't, and that one doesn't really count. But it, it's all mask usage is all about the same. You don't really see much of a spike or much of a difference. And then as the day goes on, people get less and less compliant. But um, and as far as enforcement goes by employees, um, I think a little bit more at Cedar Fair. Um, and the the most enforcement I actually saw was at Six Flags America. Easily. Hmm. Easily. Like, you, it, anywhere, if you pass the employee anywhere on the midway, especially, like, at a Gaines booth or something like that, those Gaines booth people are been instructed to yell at people. And then on the, <laughs> and they, then on the and they have the microphones. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I suddenly have much more interest in going to Six Flags parks. <laughs> and then on the rides, it, as soon as you enter the station, if you're not, if you don't have your mask on, they will yell at you. Love it. And, That's great. And this was consistent. I, I was shocked to find that. The best COVID operations in mask enforcement was at Six Flags America, but I, I also see it because um, uh, Washington D.C. was pretty bad, so the Northeast was pretty bad. So mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a little bit more. It's a little closer to home, but Hershey isn't that far from it either. And yeah, but it's also in Pennsylvania. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 most of those people don't believe in the entire thing. So it yeah, makes sense. Literally everything, like evolution, <laughs> germ theory, atoms. Oh man, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So okay, so you know, one thing I'll say is like I, I've seen pictures and video from some parks, like Kentucky Kingdom and Holiday World, less so. Indiana, mm-hmm. definitely Indiana Beach. Um, you know, I haven't really seen anything from Adventureland yet, oddly enough, but my expectations are pretty low there. I just. I, I think Kentucky Kingdom is trying to uh, trying to booster it because they're actually requiring you to. Ha- they just changed their policy. They're actually requiring you to have one on entry, which they did yeah. not have before. Yeah. So that might help a little bit, actually. No, it might. And honestly, if they they've actually been able to get people to wear masks at Kings Island, then I don't really see it being that big of a change to get them yeah. to wear them at Kentucky Kingdom. It draws a very similar crowd. Yep. But I I would say that. Um, you know, there's a lot of parks out there that that don't look like they're trying very hard, and it really matters. It depends on state to state. Like I was driving through Ohio, and there were ga- there were games being played on like the little league fields and in stadiums yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, what? Where am I? And what year is it? I well, was they have, like, they have like you can have spectator sports, but like 25 percent occupancy or 50 percent occupancy. Uh huh. Sure, that wasn't no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nope. You know, you know, for those type of things, like, what are you going to do? There's no ticket sales. Exactly. I, yeah, that, that's that's the problem. But anyways, uh, but like when in Maryland, stopping in convenience stores and stuff like that, everybody had them. Yeah, they're required. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, Michigan, I went, Michigan, I went into a Wawa. Now. I went into a Wawa, which, like, you know, being a Pennsylvania-based company, I'm not surprised that they required them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, we don't. We, we, let's talk about something awesome. Well, I, I have one last thing Kenny would talk about. Oh, okay. Um, Rogue Barbecue is the. Uh, they had like that temporary barbecue setup 
uh, in beer jail last year. Um, yeah. well, it, well, they set up a permanent stand there, like uh, you know, you know, a few uh, grills, uh, permanent location kind of deal, and uh, it's it's great. I got the it's a little on the pricey side. Um, I got a diet uh, coke and a uh, brisket sliders, and it was like thirteen bucks with tax. Um, so it's it's on the expensive side, but this is definitely one of those uh, barbecue places where it's so good you don't need sauce kind of situations. Um, absolutely fantastic! I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I can't wait to go back. So highly recommend it. Uh, Rogue Barbecue. It's one of the new things at Kennywood this year. Anyway. Alex, yeah, Alex, you want to talk about yes. Lakemont? Yeah, it's reopened. Surprise, surprise. Um, I wasn't expecting this, especially with the park down the road uh, closing up shop for the year, uh, Del Grosso's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's reopened. Um, and more shock to shock, uh, Leave the Dips reopened after four years, I believe. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. It is great. Um, as far as COVID stuff goes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love your reaction. You know gonna, like, there's no way it's Altoona, Pennsylvania. No, no one cared. Uh, but here's the thing: it didn't matter. There weren't enough people there to get infected. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, it would be nice if you told me that also there were at least 100 people in the park. Here's here's the thing. All I cared about was the guy that was pushing the Leap to Dips car to the tr- to the lift hill was wearing a mask. That's all that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all that mattered. Um, you go to Lake Mont even though like, you probably just won't get COVID because there's nobody there. Ariel was like, no one's wearing masks. I'm like, Ariel. Stop it. We, we're in Lakemont Park. We can actually, if you didn't mention COVID and you mentioned masks and stuff like that, and I wear the mask so, I've worn the mask so much, honestly, half the time, I don't even notice I'm wearing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I notice it more when I don't have it on. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I forgot to put it back on. But um, Just for the record, by the way, for people that are out there, Blair County, Pennsylvania, yeah. which, is, which is where Altoona is the the principal city, the largest city thereof. Oh, my God. Let's see how many, how many cases. 113. Oh, wow. That's, that <laughs> is why nobody there wears a mask. Yeah. Understand that Altoona, Pennsylvania, like the people there just don't get out. Yeah. Ever. I Ever. I, I, it just, yeah, it, I was just like Ariel, like stop worrying about it. I, I don't don't mention again because I can actually stop thinking about it for the first time in in four months because we're somewhere where it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so leap the dips. Oh my goodness. Um, well, it's just as rough as it was uh, four years ago in the back seat. The front seat's very <laughs> very smooth, but the back seat is like I. Oh man, this type of park was. I was like, oh, like they were like, like I'm like, do you mind if I like twist my? Uh, I had my GoPro in the uh, the chesty strap and everything. I'm like, do you mind if I just kind of wrap it around the the the, the handlebar right in front of the train? He's like, yeah, you're a liability if it breaks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it, uh, doing reverse POVs and anything, sitting sideways in the car. They don't care. 
was great. It was great. Yeah, Joe, you need to you need to go ride this thing now that it's open again. Yeah, yeah, please uh, do. Please do. It's 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 uh, all day wristband. Uh, whether or not you get your money out of it, just do it. Just pay mm-hmm. the wristband. Don't be an asshole and pay you know whatever it is to ride the, the two coasters. Um, it's it's not enough money to to cry over, and you know this place. Chase, if going from Cedar Point one day to Lakemont Park, we had an infinite better time with four, four, five hours at Lakemont Park, or four hours at Lakemont Park that we did at Cedar Point, infinitely. And uh, yeah, we had the place to ourselves. It was actually it wasn't completely deserted, but um, I mean, like fifty people maybe, mm-hmm. which isn't great on a on a Sunday night. A Sunday um, in July. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's the kind of park where your people are going to flow in and out of all day. You're not going to stay there all day, so if they have that many people throwing through, throwing, flowing through the park all day long, they might be doing okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they receive some kind of they receive some funding. I mean, because it's kind of a community park now, mm-hmm. um, because it's open. You know, they have basketball courts and volleyball courts and like playgrounds and all that stuff all free free of charge for you to come and play so when we were doing the mini golf some people were playing basketball <laughs> nice um but yeah leads dips is as fun as it can be I, I, i'm when i say the back seat is violent i i mean i'm not even joking like um you have the possibility of breaking your spine breaking your knee flying out um probably some other things too. Um so yeah, it's uh the <sighs> wow. You you get massive airtime and then you get slammed down so hard because my theory is that since it's only one ply of wood with the side friction, it's only side friction roller coaster remaining if you didn't know and it's the oldest mm-hmm. roller coaster in the world. When it hits these valleys, you literally see the track flex. So I feel like in the front seat, the track hasn't flexed enough. But in the back, it's almost creating, you know, not the right radius. So when it hits the bottom, it's like a really, really hard landing. Mm-hmm. And there's not that much foam on the, the seat. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very minimal cushion. So, yeah, and then there's this little handlebar right in front of you that you can, when you come back down, slamming back down into the seat, if your your knee is in the right place, or the wrong place, rather, uh, you can just hit this metal pipe of a handlebar right on your kneecap. And, like, I hit it once, I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, I feel like the in the wrong way, you could shatter your knee there. I don't know. It's 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 crazy. Oof. It's great. Don't, yeah. don't write it out don't write it off and do the back seat at least once you you haven't lived <laughs> until you, you haven't lived until you've almost died on the back seat of the dips now the front seat is a gentle gentle ride i mean it's bouncy it's, it has airtime but it's nothing like the front seat it's amazing how much uh uh four feet can make a difference <laughs> so and then when jason and i both rode in the back seat with so little weight in the front seat, when you're coming out of the dips, you can literally see the car trying to launch out of the track. And then once once you know gravity takes over, then you see the front of the car slam back down into the trough. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. 
Go, go ride it. It's uh, as I said, it is about twenty bucks without tax. Um, all day wristband includes everything but the batting cages. So go karts, too many golf courses, as many times as you want to play it. Mm-hmm. All the attractions that are left over, uh, which is like uh, antique cars, the two coasters, uh, paddle boats, the train, and then a couple of kitty rides. If the antique cars have not been changed since the last time they were there, they basically did have a limiter on them. They are fast, and they tell they, you not to stop using. They tell you they literally say, "Do not cut off the 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 gas for whatever reason." I don't I don't know why, but I didn't. <laughs> they're the fastest, best. Uh, oh, Evan, is it your pulling light to derail one of those? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Why okay. would it be? Think about it, like if you get it off the rail, it's yours. <laughs> it's like giving you a free range go kart. Like you could go for uh, you could basically keep driving it <laughs> as long as you wanted to until you ran out of gas. There's no gate now, so you could just go out the 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 hockey gate. Yeah, ice I'd rink. Be, gate. I would be like driving up to the super eight up the hill. You know, going past the uh, the minor league stadium to my left, <laughs> just see me with that the chance logo on the front of that thing. <laughs> People would be baffled, and that would be great. Oh God! Um, um, and also, yeah, after five o'clock, it's uh, seventeen dollars with tax. So that's pretty cheap. good. It's, yeah, it's a fun. It's fun at the very least. It's that and Skyliner is really good in the front row. Oh, front and then car. the Skyliner is amazing. And like my tip to you is just go back for the last hour and you'll have a, ma- a marathon. Like at some point they're like, all right, just tell us when you want us to stop in the station. Just <laughs> 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 kept us having us go around until we were bored, which we weren't. <laughs> so it was a fun time. I'm thinking about going out there again because. Heck, and if Alan, if you go, I'll meet up with you, because okay. I, I have every reason. Uh, you give me a reason to go there again. I, we've just had such a fun time, and we thought, you know, four hours. You know, we we thought, no, we won't even need that much time. We, uh, Jason's like, yeah, we'll be done in like two hours. We we with the mini golf and everything. Oh, and the first. Well, by the way, the mini golf course is there. Are two of them now. They have one they had previously, and it has mm-hmm. all these Pennsylvania facts of all these oh. little woodlands, woodlands, uh, little characters, not characters, uh, animals. Mm-hmm. In fiberglass form, um, and then they build a modern one that's it's it's a little bit more interesting, but at the same time has like none of that charm to it. But uh, yeah, it's nice. And I mean, think about it: two mini golf rounds at most places is going to cost you probably twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. There you go; you got your money back right away, and then you can go ride some roller coasters and some rides. <laughs> so. Uh, vlog coming this week. Uh, nice. I definitely want to uh, bang this one out. We had a much better time now that everything is open. Last year we stopped by really quickly in the middle of the day, and uh, we we didn't have an interest in buying the wristband because we really wanted to wait till leap the dips open. So, um, but I'm, I'm glad we did, and I'm glad it's. I, I just I can't believe it opened. Right, right, Alan? Like they were just like we're open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much to it. Uh, as soon as they could, they did. And oh, and they repainted lit the dip, so it doesn't look like hell. So that's right. nice. Yeah, yeah. Go I'm, to I'm, yeah. I I I will see. I I don't know. If, I don't know how I'll be able to do it this year, but I will see. Um, 
because I like that park. And I don't think, I don't even think by August Texas is going to be a thing for us to try yeah. to. Do. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Do we have anything else to talk about in terms of trip reports? Um, her, something at Hershey. Looks oh, like Alex. Hershey has cinnamon bread now outside of the main gate at the chocolate town treats which if you're exiting the main gift shop for chocolate town which you now have to exit through the gift shop to leave hershey park <laughs> um, the dollywood model uh, that's what jason said <laughs> and then he's like they're copying him with exiting through the gift shop and now they're copying him with the cinnamon bread and i swear to god they stole the recipe they even have the same uh checkered pattern foil that it goes into the red and white pattern even serve it in that they have the options they they have the option of um uh apple butter or icing to buy additionally and it's the exact same price oh it's one cent more it's eight dollars instead of 7.99 um and pennsylvania tax We had a really bad loaf of it at Dollywood this year. So, in my opinion, currently, this is better than Dollywood's. It was fantastic. And they also have um, baked uh, different types of pretzels at that stand, too, that was oh. really good with the cheese. The cheese was a really good cheese. It was really good. Um, I forget all the different types they had. I think they had one with, like, chocolate chips in them and, and cinnamon. And then a, Jason just got a plain one. But, like... It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I thought that stand was the kettle corn stand, but it's it's much more than that. So, oh, by the way, if you do want kettle corn, you can get uh, kettle corn this in a bag that's literally the size of a toddler. Like this thing is like maybe a foot in diameter, and it's like three feet tall. I've I've seen people walk around with these huge bags of kettle corn, and I'm just like, what are you gonna do with all of that? I, I can I can imagine that's like what. When all the high school groups go there, like one of like yeah. the boyfriends is going to carry it, and just like six or seven of these middle school or high schoolers are just going to eat out of it, like all day. <laughs> Let's hope not this year, though. No, not this year. Next year, the year Let's after. Hope not. Not for sharing this year, um, but yeah, that was really a surprise. Uh, I I think it just opened recently because they just posted about it. Um, like on Friday and we were there on Monday so we we had to try it and uh Jason as a uh you know a, a cinnamon bread snob since he's a that's his home park he said it wasn't as good but I thought it was as good if not better so again it's it's 2 hours away instead of like 10 so uh that's a win win in my book ariel's mad i didn't bring her home one of them i'm like it would have had to <laughs> sit in the car for a day probably wouldn't have tasted very good yeah so all right um, yeah, that's that's it. So, Alan, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess um, from everybody's perspective, now that, you know, parks are starting to reopen and we're all starting to go places, how are your plans changing or shifting, or have they changed or shifted at all? Um, for me, it's... I'm, I'm, it, right now, it looks like I'm going to try and do Cedar Point and Kings Island Labor Day weekend. And then I have a trip for Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando uh, in September. But I, I, those, yeah. are, that's, those are kind of things where I'm playing that like up, up to a week beforehand and see how things are going. Because I just can't you know, justify it otherwise. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of playing that one by ear. 
But, oh. you know, I, I originally wanted to do a trip in Memorial Day. I wanted to hit up Hershey this year. I wanted to hit up a bunch of different parks. And I'm trying to limit that this year. How about you, Alex? Um, I, it just changed the parks I decided to go to in a lot of ways. I probably wouldn't have gone down south, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I did when I did because I wouldn't go now. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I got out just in time, pretty much. Um, COVID-free. So that's that's good. Uh, it also changed the fact that uh, we were supposed to go on our Midwest trip at end of April or end of August. And uh, Ariel decided to take the entire week. Because uh, we were supposed to go to Cedar Point wasn't supposed to happen this past weekend. It was not. And uh, we were supposed to go to Cedar Point next weekend. And with how bad the operations were, our, our was like, well, that's not good. Parks in the Midwest might start shutting down or really severely limiting their hours. Mm-hmm. So she took the extra two days off that she didn't have before next week. And then we shipped everything forward. And we'll be pretty much done with all major trips at the end of this month and pretty much done for the year. Because I, I, I think it's going to get worse and I think more states are going to shut down. Look at California. I, I don't think they, I don't think some things should, but that's a whole other discussion, right? That we probably shouldn't get on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think places that can be responsible about things and highly regulated, like I, honestly, like the amusement park are okay. I think places where owners don't care, completely don't care, maybe shouldn't. But that's a uh, there. Are, there are a lot of places that I don't know. It, it's 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 we don't need to get in discussion. It's it's it's, it's, it's there's no right answer to this, right? It, but. I just wish people would be more responsible and think about other people. That's all I think about. It's just I don't I don't under, I don't I don't understand people. <laughs> <laughs> I had I um, had two trips that I booked this mm-hmm. year before COVID started for August. One was a weekend trip to Walt Disney World, and one was a trip to fly to Arkansas and drive to Alabama to go to Magic Springs and Alabama's Flash Adventure. Right now, the challenge I have is all of those places are going through significant increases in the number of cases. Mm-hmm. And Magic Springs and, and Splash Adventure have not exactly been the sterling models of mask wearing based on all initial discussion. Which is, which is not shocking in any way, shape, or form, I think, but not exactly encouraging. And then as far as Disney World goes, I mean, you know, let's be honest here for a minute. Um, how many of you believe that Disney World is going to stay open this entire summer? Uh, yeah, I do. The whole year or summer? Just uh, let's say until October. Oh, uh, so basically what? Um, Until October? I think... I think it's very like so like totally open because <laughs> yeah, I want like like okay do you think it do you think it, they're gonna close they'll, I think they'll shut down days yeah I think you're gonna start seeing like 
a rotation yeah. schedule, so every uh, the, uh, one park will be open every day, but not everything at the same or, time. Or right. two, two or three parks would be open, but w- there would be a rotating one day, one park that would be closed. Is kind right. of what I think. I think worse. I think like worst case, everything shuts down. But I think the most likely worst case is that they go to a rotating one park closed situation. I would say probably two parks closed because the the crowds right now are pitiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I see the pictures and video that are being posted on Twitter, like these parks look like IMG Worlds of Adventure. Mm-hmm. Like there may be no more than two or three hundred guests in the Disney parks, and. I cannot see for the life of me how on earth that is sustainable, especially with the number of states that have now made it, you know, into mandatory quarantines. If you go there, mm-hmm. I can't go. Cities. Yeah, we, yeah. Joe, Joe and I can't go. Yeah, you can't go. People in New York, people in Connecticut, people in Massachusetts, people in Rhode Island, people in Chicago. Um, Michigan doesn't have it yet, but it's entirely plausible the, that we would see that. Bi- the biggest markets they pull from. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I have until the, you know, 30 days prior to make a decision on it. We're going to give it another week or so. But my expectation is that, you know, we're not going to see the Florida positives completely disappear. Um, And probably what's going to end up happening is that those cases are going to maybe flatten at most in the next week. But we're not going to see a massive sea change in terms of mask wearing or anything like that. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, you know, I, you know, Meredith and I were talking about yesterday and I said, you know, in all honesty, you know, do you actually want to go to Florida? And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So it's not like, I don't want to be the person that's pushing going to Florida because I want to go to, you know, Disney world or anything like that. You know, it's just, um, not only that, we have to like rebook a bunch of stuff because so many flights got canceled and consolidated um, and stuff of that nature. Yeah, like I have to basically add another night to the trip and come back on Monday because the last Delta flight out of Orlando is at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't go to Epcot that day and do the stuff I want to do in Epcot at the same time. It just, you know, it doesn't work. Um, so, anyways, you know, in any case, you know, what are we talking about here as far as, like, Florida goes? Um, well, what's interesting is that Universal, according to touring plans this past weekend, did pretty okay. I think the problem you're facing is that Disney's blocked out too much of their... Like, they, they, they're focusing too much on the reservation system for the parks. Yeah. And they're, I think there's still passes that are blocked out. Like... For the summer, so if you if you but, but, but I mean like they should yeah. they really shouldn't be encouraging like people to show up like crazy but well, you know even if, locals if they want more than four hundred people to show up yeah you, you want to encourage people to have different levels of passes to go and it's it's kind of funny that they decide to go ahead and and not to not die on that hill because mm-hmm. they didn't did they expand or extend anyone's APs. Uh, I believe they expand, they extended for whatever they were closed for. So Can I talk about APs right now for a second? And my little rant? Yeah, sure. You know what sucks for me? 
What? My Disneyland Paris AP that's not getting extended past now because despite the fact that I can't go, I can't leave the country hmm. or I can't go into the European Union. And I, t- I tweeted at them like, are you going to extend the pass by any chance until the date that, you know, uh, U.S. citizens can actually travel to Europe? And like, nope, just the days that we were closed. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, so, you're, you're acting like we, we'll be able to go to Europe anytime in the next year. Yeah, like uh, it's that. Uh, granted, it probably got extended uh, what three months, so it got expanded into like November or December yeah. sometime. But like, nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something else. And, and, and it's all, and and to go off what you said earlier, Alan, like. Like for Disney, like who are their major markets? Brazil, no one's traveling. No. Europe, Europe, not traveling. Nope. Uh, you know, Chicago area, they're they're. I think they ha- they have to be in like quarantine. Uh, yep. Cle- Cleveland's a big market, so they could get pulled from there. But then it's like New York, Long Island, you know, Rhode Island, Long Island, Connecticut, you know, that kind of area. Um. Yes, I know Long Island's part of New York. I'm just saying, but <laughs> yeah, like those places have to but quarantine. Should it be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like all those places have to quarantine. So it's it, it's it's definitely a weird position they're in, and I think it's something where you know the those parks need to look at focusing on pulling from drivable distances. So you're looking at Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. You know those markets. Um, you should be really focusing on. Um, and they, that, they need to look. The the only thing that Disney can do is they need to lower prices mm-hmm. or offer more deals. Like yeah. you can just say buy one day get two free. Boom, there you go. But like you know? for me in Michigan, you know, I guess what I'm really getting at here is you have these there, ideas for what's going to happen this year, and like they're all in the trash. There isn't or any deal you can get me it. to go there right now. How's that? I said there isn't a deal yeah, that there you isn't. could get yeah. me to get me to go there right now. Horror <sighs> nights. If I end up going, it's by myself. She, she, Ariel already said I'm not going. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know that I blame her. I, I, I would be more inclined to not cancel my Disney trip next week if I had a better cancellation window. But why would I? Why would I want to make that kind of guesstimate? And you know, gamble two hundred dollars that basically they're not going to open up mm-hmm. that weekend, or that I'm going to be because it doesn't. It's like they're giving you money back if your state goes into quarantine against them. You know, like I I don't know. I I find I find it like it it sucks because a lot of the trip ideas have just kind of gotten scrapped. Um. I mean, luckily, I've been able to travel as much as I have, which is way more than most people, in fairness. Like, I don't think we even... We talked about the fact that I was going to go to Montana, I think, on the podcast I did last with Alex. Oh, did that get canceled? No, that happened. I went. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, I, like, posted a couple pictures. I didn't post very many pictures on Twitter. Well, aren't you doing a long road trip, too? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, the Montana, like, I... I'm, I have my hat next to me uh, from the Hell Creek Marina in Jordan, Montana. It's the one I was wearing this weekend. Um, I, I also was confusing for Alex to find because I, I, I try not to wear the bait 
I'm not trying to chum the water with coaster shirts these days. So <laughs> I had on my my trucker cap, trucker style. Oh my god, yeah, the uh, marina well, on it, and a sprint car racing T-shirt. Only reason I spotted you in uh, the Millennium Line is because of everyone else you were with. I was like, yeah. "That looks like Alan." <laughs> oh, that looks like Meredith. Oh, that looks like Jenna. Oh, that looks you like Kyle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it must be Alan. <laughs> yeah, process of elimination. I mean. I got longer hair, obviously, because I've had cut in months and and all the rest. But you're uh, gonna have to change your disguise, though, because I outed you on the vlog. So that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I got an array of of racing shirts and such, and <laughs> and, and items that will confuse people into thinking that I, uh, I vote radically different than I do. Um, no, I just I just don't. Um, I don't have any like joy about that. And like I, now, like when I look at trip planning, you know, instead of Disney, it's kind of like if we cancel Disney world, we'll rebook and go to New Hampshire instead, because a it's open B it, it has to have better like COVID protocols than Florida. Like it has to, there's just no Few, way. Fewer cases. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'll be in the Disney bubble the whole time, but, um, Still, those people are, they're living like six to a house. It's like they're getting a whole bunch of deals in terms of rent right now in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyways, that's kind of just kind of where I was going with that. It's just kind of like it it sucks because I I look at and I see a lot of changes. I'm sure you guys see some changes in terms of what you guys have been wanting to do either this summer, like in the near future or later on. I can't even think past Labor Day. Like I don't even think there's a point in trying to. Yeah, I barely think past this this next week going away. I mean, honestly, after this trip to the Midwest, which was what we were planning on doing anyways, thankfully. But like after that, there's nowhere else for me to go in the United States. There, everything else I've either been to or shut down, or I don't feel like uh, I don't really want to go to right now. Like, or, I don't or you can't to- because you know. Like, right. Yeah. There's. There's that. Yeah. So. I, you know. I think uh, I was looking earlier, and it's like, you know, I could go to all these different places. Like, there's a bunch of places that do have parks open. You know, and I'm not, I'm not confused or surprised by that. But the thing is, I don't want to go to somewhere like Idaho or Utah to go to parks and have it be weird and then get sick, you know, because yeah. they're, they're in a far different place than we are. We're, we're going to Indiana beach. I'm scared, but we, we have our N95s and we have our face shields. We are going to stand out a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I don't agree with not having masks and all that stuff, but I, I do want to support the place beyond that because it's something that this park is going to exist for a long time and I want to support them. I just, this is a very small blimp in our history, unfortunately. So maybe I'm a hypocrite, but. No, no. I mean, it, 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 look, the world is complex. You know I'm, I'm taking the the precautions to protect us and anyone I come in t- contact with in the future. So there, there's that's the best I can do. Um, I, I don't really feel like sitting around in fear anymore. I did that for a while. I'm I'm, I'm tired of that. 
um, I wish everyone else would be as cautious as I I am, and then we wouldn't have these issues. Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, wouldn't. We could go and basically enjoy, to a greater degree, our lives. Some and, stuff would be at the freedoms. modified, but it, it wouldn't we, have to be this bad. We would be able to leave the country. Canada would open the borders. Mexico would order the, would open its border. We could probably fly to the EU again. We could have cruises again, but none of that stuff's going to happen until you know this this kind of gets chilled out course. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I mean, we we Alex and I we talked about it very briefly. Um, there was some bit of news, which is that Joyland in Texas, oh, I know, it got wrecked by storms and is closed again. And uh, you know, we had been talking about going there, and it's like. We would, have gone, we would have gone this past weekend and it would have been a we would have been a complete disaster like to get there and find out like as we're landing like oh the park is ruined or no so, this coming weekend we would have gone yes this coming weekend we would have gone oh that's yeah. right you're right yeah yeah it was, it's just like to know that in advance would have been that would have cancel the trip like the whole reason i'm going is to go to those two parks i don't really yeah. feel like getting one and not the other yeah and then on top of it like the concerns of like getting a disease as it's gone like completely out of control in texas like well, on that side of texas it's not that big of a deal it's it's other places but still we don't, we'd still be flying into dallas right yeah still and still a quarantine and all that stuff so by the way joe mm-hmm. let me involve you in this discussion what's your odds of hhn uh, it's still on right now. Um, right. It being canceled is on the table, but how does it operate though? Like, is it something that you and I want to even experience? I, I mean, mean, but I, it's, it's I want to go because it's if it it's not like they're gonna be like not a lot of people went this year. We're gonna reuse our stuff. Like, well, I think one of the things is like I see a lot of people are like can't do horror nights this year. But the parks, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, Halloween Horror Nights is just a queue. Like, it's just another queue indoors. And it's like, they're just going to treat it like any other indoor queue. You're going to be socially distanced as you walk through with your party. That's it. Um, So are you saying it's going to operate like a lot of regional haunts do with the groups? Yeah, with pulsing. Yes. Okay. There you go. But obviously the scare actors can't get as close, though. No, they won't, and I don't have an answer to that right now. But I think when we do, we'll find out. Um, I think what, there's, there's going to be you, maybe maybe there'll be more puppets. Maybe there'll be, you know, shields. Maybe there'll be. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that quite yet. Lots of masks for the scare actors. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Where they could put a mask underneath said mask. Um, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Horror Nights. It's still, uh, like, it, it's it's going until, it, like, it's going to be one of those things where, you know the, you know the saying, uh, it happens very slowly until it happens very quickly? Like, this right. is going to just keep happening, and then all of a sudden something's going to happen, and, like, in 36 hours, all the dominoes are going to fall and the event's canceled. Like, I think it's going to be, yeah, that, that, I think that's what it's going to be. How's the announcements going to work if they do decide to do it? Are they going to just do them all at once, or are they going to press them out every few days? I think they're going to wait until August and just release it at once, like the good old days. Okay. Because I I That's how they used to do it? Okay. Yeah, they used to announce them really late. They used to announce them in August, and 
and and everyone was fine with that. The uh, yearly stuff didn't start to like 2016 or so. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, like they'll just release it all at once because like look at look at the, the look at all the shit that Disney got dragged through opening weekend. You know, imagine doing that every week or every two weeks. You know, when you announce a new house for Horror Nights, you're not going to do that. You just do one big dump, say you're done, see you guys later, and then that's it. Right, but you can't wait too long because people do need to make arrangements. I so. think I think a lot of people. But here's the thing: is like you know, you, you, for a Lowe's hotel, you're allowed a week up to a week of cancellation. So as long as you make that cancellation mm. enough ahead, uh, you know, ahead of, ahead of time enough, I don't see why that would be an issue. Um, mm. I mean, like clearly, if they drop it, you know, September third, that's a problem. But if you're announcing it, you know, in early August, that hey, Halloween Horror Nights is taking a break this year, you know, we want to make sure we have the best event, blah 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 blah. Join us insert dates for 2011 i mean not 2011 2021 um that'll be probably how they do it but i I, again it's just like i think we're yeah it's it's still up in the air too much okay that's where i mean honestly at this point i'm fine with them canceling it and just moving everything they had planned this year to next year yeah i mean i'm i wish i really hope they do because i don't i i will go as long as I don't need to quarantine, but I'm I rather not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 a big question mark for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, Alan, anything else you wanted to mention? I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I, yeah, I've got a I've got a road trip. I'm going to Kings Island this weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I have no idea what I'm doing after the road trip. I, I'm clueless. I've never been more clueless in my life. I have stuff booked, and I cannot tell you that I actually believe I'll do any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I'm interested by horror. I, I think some, it'll be interesting to see what haunts open and how they open up. Yeah. And I think there's going to be some places where I, I feel like, my first thought is like, you know, the kind of like the fun house type that's just, animatronics and stunts and stuff would be perfect but then how do you stop social distancing mm-hmm. um so i don't you know it's interesting it'll be very interesting i expect and uh, i think I, in a house is even harder because people get scared and run and get get up and close to you know what i'm some saying people like are slow some people are fast honestly i i i do not believe there'll be a halloween horror nights this year mm-hmm like I don't want to have to like I don't want to have to think about that when I'm going through a, a HHN house. Like, oh no, I'm getting too close to this person. Gotta slow down. I mean, I'm sure everybody they'll have even more people dressed in black inside the houses to make sure you are if they do it. But like, I I, I just don't want to. <sighs> it's kind of hilarious. Like the most terrifying thing in reality is just being in the crowd right now. <laughs> yes. Oh man! Like a conga line of people, like hard pass, no thanks. I don't care what the fucking context is. I don't want any part of that. So, you know, I to me, the, even the idea of having like a Halloween horror event in a pandemic sounds funny. Like this is the kind of event that you make a haunted house about. They did. 
<laughs> they did in uh, 2018, Dead Exposure. They literally, uh, it was a zombie outbreak, and they, ever, they gave everyone a vaccine, and the vaccine has you temporary, bl- temporary blinded. Like, it was literally a house they did. <laughs> it was a good freaking house. <laughs> God, I love that house. So there you go. Like, I, I just, I, I, I cannot believe... I could see so many other things. Like I, I think they're going to try and do college football. I think that they're going to, you know, the NBA is actually going to kick off. I think the same thing with MLB. It doesn't matter if people get sick; it'll still happen. The NFL will try and fail, but like I just can't see. I can't see the Halloween Horror Nights actually starts up in like a month and a half. Basically, mm-hmm. I just can't see it. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh my god, is it a month and a half? Yeah. No, it it is. There's no way. Yeah. There is no way in six weeks Mm. that that estate is going to be ready. Or seven weeks. It's just not going to happen. And I, I, you know, this is one of those things, again, it's like, you know, now we're all kind of numb to the idea that Disneyland could be closed. And I don't want to be, I don't want to insult people, but like, everyone who's like really into Horror Nights seems to be like it's happening and everyone who is realistic and not like completely obsessed with horror nights is like eh, probably well, not gonna I, happen i mean it's it's happening until it doesn't happen and yeah. th- then that's wh- and that's where you know you're at um, and it seems like all the Cedar Fair parks are like join us for fall weekends or something like that. Like they haven't like canceled <laughs> it yet, but they haven't committed to it. Like it's all the boil boards still have like the tone of a Halloween event, but it's like we don't know yet. Yeah, we need to advertise it just in case mm-hmm. in some form. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I think like the kind of houses or haunted things that'll be open this year, there's gonna be a couple, and they're gonna be in like weird places, like um, the oh, haunted place in Ohio, yeah, yeah. haunted hoochie. <laughs> yeah, like like that's gonna he ain't shutting down. He ain't shut down for anything, and he's running the blue flash without any he, permission. Yeah. Did, were you the one that told me that it was the haunted hoochie guy that bought the blue flash? Yeah, I mean Taylor Bybee in studios. He's yeah, the one that like the brought thing. it up. But yeah, Program. yeah, I you know that guy. That guy's a maniac. <laughs> like an actual like. I, I think I told the story on Parkscope of when I went there. I think in 2016 or 2017. Oh, you went to haunted hoochie. Oh yeah, I went to haunted hoochie. Holy shit! <laughs> it's awesome. Like it was okay. really good. Oh, I, I do know that they got in trouble at one point for a swastika. Uh, yeah, event. yeah, I was going to get to that. That's what I was going to get to. Um, so this would have been like 2016, I want to say, maybe 2017 that I went with Sean Flaherty, uh, my friends Josh and Vanessa. This is in the Columbus area, right? Yeah, it's the Columbus area, Petoska. Uh, so it's kind of like a little east of Columbus. And so he's like, he's playing this video collage on the side of the barn where the queue line's at for this thing, okay? And what are the kind of things that you would expect to see in a horror video collage for a haunted house in rural Ohio? Um, Joe? I, zombies? Blood? I, I already kind of know the answer, so I'll let you guess. 
<laughs> I think he's heard the story. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Uh, he chose um, 9-11 conspiracy footage. Oh, yeah. And heavy that. metal music, uh, primarily Ministry and Megadeth. And lots of video of like drone footage and George W. Bush speaking and not at all veiled references to the Illuminati and things of that nature. Um, so finding out, you know, in subsequent year or years that he also had allowed in free entry one day per year in secret on the, their secret Facebook. This is like the, it was like the seventh annual swastika day where wearing a swastika got you in for free pretty much killed my interest in his business. And, and the fact that he owns the blue flash on top of it just makes it even better because now he's I know he's going to go to jail one day for manslaughter. And uh, I look forward to that. Um, it, it won't be me because I refuse to touch that thing with a thousand foot pole. Um, <laughs> I, I just so like some guys will open like him. But again, he's also I, I guarantee you he believes that COVID is caused by 5G. Like, 100%. Like, he's one of those guys. And he would not close for anything, for sure. But I think that Hollywood Hollywood Horror Nights being operated by NBC Comcast, they're not going to go ahead and let themselves be that big of a news story. It's just not going to happen. And they're not going to do it. It's just, it, Especially right now with what's going on in Orlando and Florida in general. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I again, it's it's happening until it isn't, and then I think yeah. right now trying to read the tea leaves based on anything is is foolish until we know more. So, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Uh, Alan and Alexi, anything else you want to talk about, or are we all tapped out? I could talk forever, but that's that's a personal issue of mine. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we'll have to do this again soon. But yeah, I, I think we're at almost two hours, so I think we're we're pretty good on timing. Um, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I could go on for another few things. Oh, I went to Fun Spot America. I've never Atlanta. I never talked about it last podcast. It's kind of a dump, and I don't yeah, think they're ever. I don't think they're actually ever going to get a wood coaster. I would, I would hope they would, but I don't think they're going to invest much money into that place. I, I saw the uh, the video that Hyde did there, and it was <laughs> yeah. rough. Yeah, it looks abandoned. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my that, video makes it even look even worse. <laughs> that that antique car track looks horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everything actually. Look, there's that one like circular ride that there's a covering and. It's covered like now. There's just picnic tables under. It. Like it's it bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that looked cool was the facade for the big building. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like it's so bad. The, like the coolest thing about it is like it's nearby um, Rick Ross's house, so you get to drive by Rick Ross's house. <laughs> oh, that big ass building that had like a gates and everything. That was so that. Okay, that used to be a Vander Holyfield's house. Oh, okay. And then he went bankrupt, and now it's Rick Ross's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You let's do it. That. Let's do it. That sounds great. Alrighty. So, um, Alan, where can people find you on Twitter at? Gods on Safari. Fantastic. You got anything uh, coming up soon, or 
writing wise or is it kind of still everything is everything's in the toilet so might as well take a break kind of thing i i will get back to writing it will i actually have like book reviews to do and Mm -hmm. um uh, there are things i'd like to write so i i will get to it just not right now okay cool yep no take a break you need it you deserve it um alan uh, alan alex where can we find you uh, the coaster spot on most things and coaster spotting on Twitter. Fantastic. Any new videos coming up this week you want to promote? Um, just, just the Kings Island, Six Flags America, Lakemont Park, and Orion and Candy Modium reviews coming hopefully before I leave. Fantastic. You can find all of Set Park Scope on Twitter, parkscope.net for all the writing and podcasts we do. Uh, you can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. I'm taking a break because, man, it's been one hell of a little time on Twitter, and I just don't need that right now. Um, so we'll see you guys later. And, uh, yeah, hopefully st- – and please, please stay safe. <laughs>